0: Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson, and this is Jaden. Uh, he is one of our super techs here at Duramax Tuner. Guys, today on the episode, uh, we're going to start off by doing our how to around boost testing. Chris and I have talked tons about boost testing throughout the years. Uh, Jaden, you've been on the show, I think, a few times now. Yeah, a couple times. Absolutely. So, you guys are familiar with Jaden. Uh, he has a really, really good background in diesel mechanics and understanding kind of the ins and outs of troubleshooting and fixing. This vehicle came in specifically for some other issues, but a part of the diagnostics, I know you did two or three boost tests on it while it he yeah. was here.
1: Well, the, the initial complaint was low boost. Low boost, he, right. He felt like he should be getting more boost out of it because he's got our RX 41 Charger and he felt like he should be getting more out of it. So,
0: Yeah. step Bo- one, boost <laughs> test. Step one, boost test, that's it. This truck does have about every upgrade or modification that you could put into a ROXOR. Uh, It has the RX intercooler from Duramax tuner, calibrated power, has the RX 41. It has a CP3 conversion kit in it. It has custom tuning in it. Um, So just about all of the power we could possibly throw at this thing and still keep a stock block is really what's been bolted onto it. Uh, But why don't you start us off with the simple stuff. When you go to do a boost test on one of these, what's step one? Well, step one's
1: gonna be removing your uh, air intake. Perfect. Because, you know, we got our Stealth Series boost testers those mount right to the compressor of the turbo so first things first we're going to pull this intake out of the way and get her installed let's get started cool. step one with the intake what size wrenches on this one all right so this one is an aftermarket intake so looks like someone had already kind of swapped the bolts around he's got a 13 mil and a 10 mil i think the original on these intakes is two 10 mils
0: gotcha okay
1: oh yeah so it's been someone's been in here before but no no problem at all And then the clamp down on the turbo is a 10 mil as well.
0: Now, aftermarket intakes on these, there's a few different options out there. Obviously this one's a sheet metal intake that's been fabbed. I like the look. Uh, it's definitely not bad. It's black, it's sleek, wilds look okay. Nice uh, solid
1: mounting. Yeah. It's a big thing, because these sheet metal ones will, they will crack if they're not mounted properly.
0: Well, that's it. Yeah, we, we get a lot of rattles, right? Oh, Especially yeah. with something like this that we're expecting to drive off road. Oh yeah. Um, you, you know, that bouncing around, that could be hell.
1: One underneath, I'm gonna grab.
0: I guess one thing that's good about a lifted rocks so are a little easier to slide underneath and get oh, yeah. access to some of this stuff, huh?
1: Definitely. Can't complain about that. Makes it pretty easy to do right there in your driveway if you have to. <laughs> so you got the EGR reference line and then the PCV line and no math sensors on these or anything to worry about unplugging, just the two rubber lines. Nice and easy. Pull that guy out. And then we're ready to install our boost tester. All right, so the boost tester, walk me through this piece here. What do we got? So it's just a puck inside of a, what would you call it, a boot here? Yeah. It's got a nice, a nice ridge machine down there, so there's no way this puck can pop out under the pressure because you want to give it at least 20 psi. Okay. Because uh, they run around 25, 26, so if you can hold 20, you should be safe. I mean, gotcha. Because sometimes you won't, uh, you might sound perfectly sealed at 10
0: psi. You hit 15, and all of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) never fails. Yeah, you start pushing those little leaks open. That's something that I think a lot of guys, you know, tend to miss. Is you see, hey, I got peak boost, or I'm not getting enough boost, right? So like, you immediately go go right into it and say, okay, well, what does it hold at 10? Yeah, and that's about. I think, especially on one of these, is what most guys are gonna see under normal conditions.
1: Yeah, right?
0: 100%. And then it's once you start putting more load on it, you hook a trailer to it, or if you really start to you know give it the beans, Yeah. Uh, that's when we're gonna to start to, to expose some of those problems. Oh yeah, 100%, because that's when your boost levels are really gonna be at their max. So, All right, so uh, intakes off, and then this should just slide right on, maybe a little bit of wiggling to get it to yep. fit. Um, you know, it's not the bullshit worm drive, you're not in there with a flathead, so you're, you're gonna wrench these down. Uh, real solid clamps and everything like that yeah
1: we uh, recommend you t- torque them down to about 90 inch pounds okay because yeah the last thing you want is you hit 20 psi and that boost tester comes flying out <laughs> at you cause pressurized air is violent yeah
0: yeah absolutely good call all right so you're gonna bring that up you said 91 inch pounds oh yeah 90. 90. i think it's it's printed on the face
1: i'm pretty sure it's 89 so When you talk about the accuracy of these things. One thing you might run into is the orientation on the clamp itself might come in contact with the compressor housing. You might just have to rotate it to a better spot. Oh yeah that's a good heads up. Yeah because it flares out towards the mouth here. I don't know if you can see that on camera but it gets real fat at the top here and if the clamp's coming out this way it's not going to see properly. i with that.
0: All right. So now we got the uh, the actual adapter onto the face of the turbo. Now one of the cool things about the boost tester, for, uh, with the stealth boost tester, is that we're actually testing whether or not that compressor cover is going to hold air. Yeah. And we're also testing the connection from the turbo to the hot side intercooler pipe, which on these. Technically, there is no intercooler that yeah. comes from the factory. We've this truck has had one added to it. Yeah. Uh, but there, of course, still is the hot side pipe that that we have to deal with here. Well,
1: the nice thing too is typically when you boost test, you would go through the turbo outlet. So then there's the seal from the turbo outlet boot to the pipe that is not really being checked because you're disconnecting it for the test, and then the turbo face, like you said,
0: itself could leak. Now I, I will say the older style of boost testers where you do just plug into the pipe out of the turbo outlet. Do you think it's it's faster to do that test oh yeah 100 percent. is it worth it i mean if just as like a say you
1: like we recommend doing a boost test pretty much every oil change if you if you're just doing that just to you know kind of like as a precaution i'd say yeah i mean there, i don't see any harm in that but if you really want to go in depth and make sure you've checked all your boxes that's this is the only way
0: to check the entire air system i like it Cool. All right, so connecting the regulator. Now, this is a high-quality HD regulator. Oh, yeah. Um, this one we we sourced to make sure that we had the absolute most premium version of a regulator we could. Oh, yeah. Have you ever used a really shitty regulator for something like this? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I have used lots of shitty regulators. These are probably some of the nicest ones I've used for kind of this stuff because usually one drop with this thing and you're going to throw the accuracy off.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So
1: nice, these got the nice rubber boots on them, so they're more protected. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that we provide these is probably really nice. But this is where the, the,
0: the other end of the quality comes yes. in. Yes, oh,
1: 100%. Because, I mean, you can have the tightest seal in the world on your turbo. If your gauge isn't accurate, then, I mean, what's it good for?
0: Gotcha. Love it. All right, man. Yeah, let's so, get it yeah, rolling. We'll
1: get it plugged in. It's a quick, it's a quick release style. So it comes already loaded back the second you clip. It. Yep. Yeah, but like I said, it's already, the, coll- the locking collar is locked down when there's nothing in it. So once you push it into the fitting, it'll, you'll hear the click. And then make sure your valve is closed before you plug it to shop air. Okay. Because we don't know, <laughs> don't know where the last guy left the regulator set to, and the last thing you want to do is send a 120 psi through this thing. Jesus. <laughs> we'll grab our airline, Hook it up, and then, should I show this? Yep. So you want to slowly open your valve to get an idea. Unclip your regulator so you can adjust as needed. I try to. I like to bring it to about 15 psi regulated. Open the valve all the way and then slowly bring it up.
0: seems like we're holding i don't hear any giant really loud hisses which is one of the guaranteed spots oh yeah. find finding a boost leak. now the other way to watch it is to actually once you finally set it at the 2025 mark wherever you're going to land with that vehicle um is you know. to watch how fast it drops yeah. so can you explain why it does drop a little bit of pressure why it slowly does bleed off
1: yes yeah, so now with egr equipped trucks and stuff you're going to have Small amounts of bleed off, plus the exhaust valves aren't always perfectly seated in the head. So, I mean, you're always going to find a little bit of leak down, but like you said, the best, time, the best way to test this is to disconnect your shot because right now it's got a constant supply of air. So even though there's a leak, if there is a leak, it's not going to, you're yeah. not going to notice on the gauge. So all you want to do is close your gauge, remove your airline and count how many seconds you drop off. Like I said, it's normal to have drop off. We, we don't like to see anything more than about a PSI a second. Okay. Under that, you should be fine. Gotcha awesome okay so
0: we're calling this one good
1: then yep let's say she looks great Just Uh want to make sure you relieve your hair before you go to unhook (laughs) because that could make a
0: bad time but yeah looks like the boost checks out okay and then all you do from here is get your uh, adapter off the face of the turbo and get your intake back on should be five six minutes and simple enough you're back on the road yep Awesome. Well, Jaden, thank you so much for helping us out here at Diesel Performance yep, Podcast. No problem. Guys, stick around. Chris is going to come down. He's going to walk us through the entire build on this truck. Uh, tell us everything that's been done to it and explain a little bit about how it's used out in the real world. As promised, guys, I'm back here with Chris. Chris, how the hell are you? Doing good. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh so Jaden walked us through how to boost test on this yeah. earlier in the episode, which was pretty interesting. I think it was a good chance for how much we've talked about boost testing to actually see it happen. Well, well live. I think it's
2: unique too. It's like, this is a perfect vehicle or application to show how it works because yeah, the conjunction of where the adapter plate's gonna fit onto the turbo might differ from vehicle to vehicle, the concept's all the same. Exactly, so.
0: yeah. Yeah, and so he gave us some really good tips along with doing it and kind of where to line the clamps up and how, like, the exact procedure of yeah. when to turn the valve on and off and how to use the regulator. But one of the things I was mentioning was that this is a heavily modified Rocksor. Yeah. Um, can you walk us through what was done to it?
2: Yeah, so, you know, these uh, start off as a four-cylinder common rail turbo diesel, which right in our, you know, wheelhouse. of so yeah modifications Um, the gentleman's from arizona and he wanted to have like the coolest baddest ranch ride i guess you could say so um, this is fitted with our rx41 stealth turbocharger Uh, it's a great bolt-on upgrade from factory pretty much follows all of our other Stealth turbo line as far as stock appearing adds more air makes more power and they sound freaking wicked right Um, and then we did our stealth intercooler piping kit. So these vehicles from the factory don't have an intercooler period, right. the Mahindra Rocks So we go in and we retrofit this real cool intercooler. Intercooler sits right here. We have all the piping and everything like that. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. And then I think the biggest piece of the puzzle here um, is our CP3 conversion. So this is something that is, uh, we, we tend to shy away from these with some customers unless they're literally looking for everything and anything they can throw at this thing um, the factory injector pump is fairly limited so you know we've seen like 120 ish horsepower which for the guys listening yeah that's not a lot of power but these things literally make 50 stock right? Right. so <laughs> pretty impressive um but we've seen that that's where the limiting factor is uh this rock store behind us makes closer to 200 horsepower with the add-ons of the turbo, but more importantly, the CP3 on the vehicle. so, um, And then some custom tuning to go along with it. And then this guy's got a bunch of cool fixings all around the vehicle to uh, shape this up as a, a tribute vehicle to one of his family members.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the when you see it out in the lot with the big tires and the lift yeah. and, and the, the body that's on it, yep. the actual canvas top, yep. It's hard not to think that it's It's a Jeep. It's a Jeep, yeah, yeah, like 100%, like,
2: you look at it like, oh, that's an old Jeep Willys. Like, no, no, it's not, but but it is. Right. (laughs) But uh, it's a real cool project.
0: How does he use it, do you know?
2: So uh, this uh, this imp- this particular individual, he's got some property out in Arizona, and he literally uses it on his uh, ranch and stuff like that. So okay, um, it's mainly just uh, an off the road type vehicle, I guess you could say, and it's something for him to enjoy with the family and go from A to B around his property. So uh, he just wanted something that was uh, low maintenance, something to play around in, and you know he's got a couple high performance fast cars and stuff like that. So you know the 50 horsepower simply just wasn't cutting it. So <laughs> that's what. <laughs> uh, mainly brought it to where it's at currently.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Have you had a chance to drive it since it's um, had all the upgrades?
2: So this is uh, pretty much a, a very similar replica to our seventeen, eighteen that we had a couple years ago. I think it's an it was an eighteen. Um, So, no, I haven't driven this one, but, you know, we've gotten some seat time. We've done some dyno videos and we've done some uh, track videos going to the drag strip a few years ago with ours, so, you know, I've got some seat time, I've gotten some driving time on ours, but uh, we're going to get a couple miles on this, make sure everything's good before, you know, it gets shipped back to the customer. So, you know, keep in mind, we're in Illinois, he's in Arizona, you know, so (laughs) it was a pretty long trek to get that thing shipped up here.
0: Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thank you for filling us in on it. I think this is a super cool build. Uh, I'm excited to see what it does out on the road and see what it does
2: off the road as well. Oh man, some cool turbo sound clips, man. We gotta get it, so <laughs> very good.
0: Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Paul
2: Wilson. And I'm Chris Emke.
3: Hey guys, it's Jeremy from the Diesel Performance Podcast. We're gonna do the tag segment on this 06 Ram I have behind me. This here is a CPS company truck that we have currently been using to compete within sled pulling. And we just recently used it at the All Truck Challenge in Ohio. Uh, brought it back and we're gonna do a little bit of repairs to it. So we just brought this truck uh, back in to our lineup, from uh, bringing it back from Ohio, uh, we were there in the fall of last year. The truck really hasn't ran since. Um, we just wanted to get it back on the road. You know, now it's time. Customer stuff's kind of caught up a little bit. Time to get caught up with some of our own stuff a little bit. Um, this truck here, once we brought it back, um, we noticed that the trans was making noise in it. So we had to diagnose the trans whine in it that was only making noise while it was in drive. Uh, you put the truck into neutral or park, the truck wasn't making any noise. Uh, put the truck into drive or reverse, the trans was whining pretty bad. Um, And then we also had to diagnose a vibration problem out of the truck. Even though we use this truck in competition with sled pulling, drag racing all the time, we still use this truck to drive on the street. So to go get lunch, per se. Uh, So those are the things that we have to get in and diagnose, which I did. And we figured out that we had a bad torque converter in the truck. Um, the torque converter issue, um, it has a triple disc in it. Uh, one of the discs in the torque converter was going bad, causing the whine while it was in drive. Um, and then we also had to get in it and diagnose the vibration, like I said, which we found out that we bent the drive shaft in it. Um, so we pulled the drive shaft out, we had it balanced and we had it checked and balanced and got the vibration taken care of as well. On this truck here, um, you know, the, course it's a competition truck we have to pull the trans out of to do the torque converter uh we went ahead and we refreshed it because it is a 47 rfe so we went ahead and we just did a complete rebuild on it with uh new bands new clutches new torque converter um there is one tool on this that if you're a dodge guy or you know a shop guy or just an everyday guy it's a 30 dollar tool um it's a tool that goes into the port, this little hole right next to where you get the torque converter bolts out, that rotates the flywheel. It's probably the best tool I've ever used on a Dodge. It works on any second gen, third gen, and fourth gen Dodges, it's just a wonderful tool. Um, That would be the tool that I would say is a must if you are a Dodge guy, if you're gonna be pulling transmission, even if you use it once or if you use it three times. The pro tip I would use on this as and take your time and torque torque converter bolts even though it's a 1600 horsepower or 1200 horsepower truck um, torquing the torque converter bolts on it is key Um, i see it all the time doesn't matter if it's a ford duramax or dodge just torque the torque converter bolts and take your time and leave it one loose until you get them all started and then rotate the motor back over the second time and torque them torque is key on the torque converter bolts especially on a high horsepower truck so, all right, guys, thanks for listening to my segment this week, and we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Thank you for the floppy dick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what she said.